one is the one I'm excited about. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm here with Christian rapper Ivy Connerly. Uh, how are you doing today? Good, man. Salute, salute. How you doing? Man, uh, and we were just talking and stuff and everything before uh, I pressed the record button. You got a new album out called Giant Season and stuff. Uh, I haven't uh, had the opportunity to listen to that album yet, but like, you know, uh, tell me a little bit about like, you know what I mean, and stuff, that album. Yeah, uh, so Giant Season came out on the 23rd of this month. And um, yeah, so it's basically, uh, yeah, let me go ahead. I got, I just so happened to have one. This wasn't on purpose, but I just so happened to have one on my desk. <laughs> this is it right here. Okay. Called Giant Seasons, uh, 14 tracks. I'm old school, so I like the hard copies, man. So, uh, just got the hard copies for those that you know, what I'm saying old school like myself, but um, yeah, um, 14 tracks, man. Um, a lot of different producers and um, artists featured on there. Um, and I believe it's a solid album, man. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, loving the response, or well, the response is from it so far. So, yeah, God is good, man. Man, I, I can't wait to listen to it. Uh, I've listened to like your your other work, and you know it's very uh, consistent. Your quality music, um, the disc your discography is very impressive. You got like about like eight albums, I think. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe nine, you know, including Giant Season, and like you know and stuff. Everything the work is very very impressive. Uh, I grew up in you know an era where you know Christian rap wasn't as good as it is today. Like, you know, uh, like, you know, when people say Christian rap, you kind of like want to walk the other way, like, you know, before listening to it. But like, you know, and stuff, everything, what I like is like, you know, now there's a lot of like Christian rappers who are, you know, skill level wise is like, as an MC, just on, as on par with, you know, contemporary rappers. And, you know, the fact that they're talking about God and like, you know, and stuff, everything, I think that, you know, it's, it's hard to, you know, be able to do albums I would imagine, like, you know, where to be able to, to challenge yourself creatively, creatively, because, like, yeah. you know, and stuff, everything, like, you have to, you know, there's certain things you can't talk about, things that would be, like, you know, taboo in certain Christian communities. Do you, do you find that, like, you know what I mean, as far as, like, being an obstacle and stuff, everything, to challenge yourself creatively? Um, not really. Obviously, you know, you want to be sensitive to um your 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 audience um and not just your audience you want to be sensitive to, to those that's in the body of Christ you know especially um and you also want to be honest you know when it comes to uh those that don't know Christ i mean when i'm speaking about honesty obviously a christian is going to be honest anyway but but come from an honest place when you're talking to sinners i mean a lot of times as believers we can we can talk in this Christianese type of linguistics to where, you know, they're like, oh man, he's this this weird guy. Always Jesus, Jesus, and thou don't do this. Like, no, we don't have to weird them out. Uh, we can be honest when it comes to us just being regular people, like speaking your language. You know what I'm saying? We we don't we're not in the 1600s anymore, so we don't speak like King James and him. However, um, yeah, you know, we do. We do have to uh, be mindful of the content. But one thing that I do want to say is, is, is regarding that, um, there's a lot of artists, I believe, that want to break free and just be 
and just be themselves who God created them to be. But but because of all of these boxes that many people have created uh, for Christians to fit in, they're scared to not be in one of those camps. So you got a lot of cookie cutter type believers when we can actually be who God created us to be unique with our own personality, yet our character should be none other than like Christ, you know, let this mind be in you. That's also in Christ. So, um, and Christ talked about every issue of his day. I believe Christians should talk about all the issues of, of, of our day because the Bible talks about it. So wherever, whatever, um, society's doing, whatever culture is, 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 is talking about, we need to be in those conversations. We need to own those conversations. We need to redirect the conversations, period. And also change the conversation if need be to where we can make sense of everything that's going on in our world. So when it comes to titles, when it comes, I mean like titles for songs or different subject matters, we as believers have free reign to be able to deal with all the issues of our day. Like Paul did, you know, in front of the Areopagus at Mars Hill. Like, you know, that's just, that's our assignment, I believe, as uh, evangelicals, as Christians, as ambassadors, as, um, you know, those that are disciples. Um, or, or disciples of Christ. Definitely. Uh, how did you um, get started in rap? And then, like, how did that, like, you know, lead to you, like, doing Christian rap? Because, like, you know, were, were those two, like, you know, simultaneously happening at the same time, or was it, like, a different path for both? Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, I wasn't always a Christian, so I wasn't always a Christian rapper. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I began to, to rap at the age of 13. My cousin, um, who's white, like, she's like my, my closest cousin, um, especially when I was young. I, I was heavily influenced by her in the 90s, in like the uh, 94, 95, mid-90s. Um, she was a part of a, a dog pound clique called the LBC crew out in Long Beach. And her name is South Central. And so... I was rapping before I knew she was actually super popular. She used to sing a lot. Then, then I found out that she rapped on a couple projects and made the radio. And as soon as I heard her on a big project with Def Jam called The Show Soundtrack, I like really knew that I wanted to do that. So I ended up doing gangster rap at this time. You know, my parents were split up, so I was trying to find myself. I had identity crisis and whatnot. So like I had homies that was embracing me from different cities and just kind of, you know, took me underneath their wing, so to speak. And so this whole culture, especially this West Coast gangbang culture, got heavily uh, influenced. Uh, well, I was heavily influenced by it and um, started pinning that. So for, I want to say for like the first 10 years or so, all my music was was geared to the street. All my music was gangster, you know, because all because my as I'm starting from this like teenage early in my teenage year, every year I started to progress more into um, you know, more into uh, not just an artist, but 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 a guy out there being heavily involved with streets, with with crime, with gangs, and all that type of stuff, and you know, in the fast life, and all that was appealing to the flesh. So, so I rapped about it. I rapped about it. All that I could do, I did it. Rapped about it. And then, 2007, God got a hold of my heart, um, and I was changed, man, by hearing the gospel, and Immediately, I started to switch up my conversation and also my music preference, what I would listen to. 
and I had to seek out if I was still, um, if, 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 if I still had the permission to rap, you know, so I was seeking God's approval and not trying to find places in scripture to justify um, me rapping. But really to the contrary, like, I was like, man, if I don't need to, I'm gonna cut it off because I had a seal. Like, man, I just want to live right. And um, and then come to find out, man, I was just, I was I was geared and, and, and navigated through scripture and really saw that this could be a medium that God could use for his glory. So had other brothers in my life at the time too that was encouraging me. So I stuck with it and here I am today, still rocking. That's dope. Uh, are you from uh, Long Beach? No, 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 no. No I'm, from, no, I'm from a small city in San Diego. We call it Esco, uh, Escobedo. Okay. <laughs> it's a fairly cool little city, but, but I'm the type of person where it don't matter where I go, I'll find trouble. So I'll find trouble. So underneath what lies underneath that city, which is technically a suburban city, we had heavy crystal meth, we had Mexican gang members there, and we also had brothers moving from all over different cities, various cities from like um, Los Angeles and, and, and deeper parts in San Diego where um, it was rougher, you know what I'm saying, in, in, in those type of counties. And then not too far from Escondido, you had Oceanside, where you had gang banging um, in like, when I started rapping, like, like 90, uh, 94, 95, um, the gang culture was out there heavy too, and those are the ones that actually kind of swooped me up. So my big homies were gang members. By the time I was thirteen, rock you know rocking with them doing music, and then I was in the um, the Long Beach scene. But but um, really, I spent I spent some years in L.A. before I moved out to Escondido, and then after that, I was just as my teenage years, you know, started getting up there, started running the streets all through San Diego and Los Angeles. So I was back in L.A. Um, at the age of 17, still doing my rapping, but also heavy in the streets too. So, and then I got gang affiliated out there in South Central on the East side, but I lived on the West side of South Central. Those that know, you know, they know. But anyway, um, yeah, so that's pretty much, you know, my cities in a nutshell. My my sections or areas or whatever, what have you. <laughs> and uh, like you, uh, yeah, man, I've lived in California. I know like all the areas you're talking about and stuff and everything. Like, um, I used to go out to Oceanside and stuff and everything like, you know, um, and I lived, lived in Long Beach, but I lived in North Long Beach. And then okay. I, lived, uh, I lived in six for six years in South Central. Like both my daughters okay. were born like in South Central. Like it was crazy though. I, I was, was not affiliated with any gang banging and stuff and everything, okay. but like, you know, and stuff and everything like living in an area like that, like, you know, because like it's so, it's so influenced, it, you see it all around you. And so, right. like, you know, game banging culture is like, you know, I'm from Chicago where there's a lot of game banging culture, but I would say, oh, like, yeah. you know, like both those cities, you know, and stuff and everything is kind of like it's difficult to avoid it, to walk around it, you know, and stuff and everything. And um, I applaud right. you for, for getting out of it. Like, you know, would you, you say, like, you know what I mean? And stuff and everything, it was like, you know, a particular event or instance that like mm -hmm. led you to, to Christ and, and changing your life? No, I was one of those where, like, you know how I mean. There's a lot of people that have the rock bottom type stories. I don't. Ha I don't have any rock bottom um, stories. I mean, I was looking at um, some pretty, pretty severe prison time, getting railroaded, um, and then God delivered me out of that. I didn't change. Uh, I've been shot at on the um, on a few different occasions. Well, well, no, two different occasions, but uh, quite a few different uh, occasions. I had pistols uh, drawn on me, and God delivered me 
after every single one of those events. And I still didn't really think it was um, serious enough for me to change. I mean, so this is why we know that that the gospel is is it's miraculous because unless God moves on the heart of man, they're going to stay depraved. They're going to stay in their sin. And some people may change, but it's just it's just, it's just that kind of false piety. It's that uh, works-based belief that uh, if I pull myself up on my own bootstraps and, not, and, and try not to be a bad boy anymore, then I'm going to be okay with God. But that didn't work out in my life. And so um, I can't point to any any particular uh, event. I mean, I've been to the mental uh, ward in upstate New York. I lived out there for two years, up, 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 up in Syracuse. And, I mean, they had me committed. I mean, I was chained down to a gurney or, or strapped to a gurney. Arms, legs, the whole nine, and and I didn't I didn't wake up from that neither. So there was no type of event. It was just when I moved to Jacksonville, Florida, and I started to get um, you know, just I just wanted I wanted some type of peace. During my life, I there was always some conviction there. My my I was born in the church. I just stopped going when I was a little kid. My dad and my mom when we moved out all the way to San Marcos, there was nothing there for us, especially out there. I was really suburbia you know that was before we even moved to Escondido where, where all the Mexicans was and all that and so um and so basically we really you know what I'm saying didn't really have no fellowship so uh the church I, ca I can't say I grew up in the church you know I'm not a church boy but um there still was the principles that my parents laid into me you know what I'm saying there was um those memories from a child, from a young kid, and hearing gospel music, and knowing about, and, and, and just knowing about Christ in my in my family, and I professed to know Christ, even though I was a hypocrite, I was not a Christian. Um, I still had some of the core values and and, and, and morals and and, and 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 what have you. So, at the same time, man, um, it it just took it just took a move when I moved from Syracuse to Jacksonville because I was like wherever I go I'm the same person I'm always attracting the same type of people, and I just had um, just, just just the desire to man try the church again let me go back into the church and, and try to sound you know I mean try to get something different and so basically um, I found a place that was sound and heard the word it was like I heard it for the first time even though I heard it a lot and it's like the lights went on now I ain't gonna say I was like, overnight, I just was totally different, but my wife would think that way. I mean, she tells my testimony and say, it was like one day he wakes up like Tupac, and then the next day he's Bodie Bacham. He's a, he's a, he's a <laughs> theologian. Um, she was like, it, it's, but my wife says it was like the body of the, or, or it was the invasion of the body snatchers or something. <laughs> I don't think it was that drastic. I think she put an extras on it. However, I will say that uh, there was a change, in, uh, and praise God, there is still the changing process. You know, we always break salvation up, and especially in the black community. Oh, you save, you save, you save, and we always use it as something like past tense. When, no, nah, it's, it's, it's the golden chain, as we call it in the Romans, right? But justified, sanctified, glorified. So by the grace of God, it's like, yeah, I was saved. I'm being saved, and I will be saved. And I know all that's by the work. Most definitely. And, uh, you know, back to the music, though, like, you know, um, how would you describe your creative process? And, you know, how has it evolved? Like, you know, over the years, has it pretty much stayed the same? Um, no, the process is about the same. But I'll tell you one thing that changed, being around other artists, like 
um, so when Infantry was was a group with Eshawn Burgundy, all my brothers from Infantry, like those are some real, some some on East Coast and lyrical, like you know, just kind of like that whole hip hop, real hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Lyrical type cats that was real good with their penmanship. I'm the only dude from the West Coast on there. They they had me step my game up um, just by being around them and just 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 being in awe of of of, of the gifts. And every single brother that I've ever been around, they always speak, you know, the same lingo. For as we have to do music that sounds good because we're glorifying God. You know, a lot of people just they want to sound deep. They want to sound like, you know, this is the Christian thing to to, to say, right? By oh, it's just gospel. You just do it, and no, don't just do it. It has to be great. And so. Um, I like to pick some great beats. I like beats. I, I obviously like West Coast beats. You know what I'm saying? From California, still live here. Um, and so uh, once, the, once the tracks come on, man, if I like the track, it's always the same way. The chorus comes first. And then after the chorus, I start, like, so the chorus is like the brainstorming. And then after the chorus, I start getting into the, um, you know, to the lyrics and start writing the verses and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, man, over time, uh, I've, I've paid attention to like, you know, like for as certain syllables and whatnot, how to how to um, make that work for me for as the next line. Because a lot of times, like most of the records that you probably heard so far from me, uh, I wasn't really paying attention to none of that. I just wanted to get my thoughts out and I just wrote it and bang, that's just how it was. So when you listen to Giant Season, you're going to probably hear a different MC because I was challenged to just really look at my style of writing pay attention to the syllables and things that um that I could um do on my end to create more of that ear candy to, to where it's a little bit more pleasurable tolerable. That's amazing. Uh I like, you know, and stuff and everything, the versatility, because I, I hear the music and stuff and everything and it has like, you know, that you can go uh like, you know, to a joint that's like, you know, hyphy and glorify yeah. God. Then like, you know, and stuff and everything, something and stuff and everything that like, you know, has a slower like beats per minute, you know, and stuff and everything. And like, you know, still, still like you know what I mean and stuff be very skilled as an MCIC. So I'm I'm really excited to hear Giant Season. You know, um you talked about producers. What would be like, you know, some producers and stuff that you would like to work with in the future? Like, you know, uh either like, you know, like known or, you know, uh just, you know, people whose music you really respect or from the Christian world too, if you if you have them. Yeah. Um I actually want to work more with some of the producers that that I've been working with, uh, like my boy DJ Rec, he's hard. He's produced for a lot of cats, man. He produced for, uh, he did a record, I think, uh, for, I think he did it, I think he produced for Craig, but I know he did one for uh, for the Dream Junkies with Ruslan back in the day, too. But he mainly did a lot of secular stuff. He did stuff with, for like, um, uh, what's that word, like E-40, Joel Santana, uh, uh, young Jeezy, you know what I'm saying? But he been, he's been a producer I've been working with since I was like 16 years old. Okay. Um, also, Black Toven. Black Toven is actually on my new album. He's a believer. Rex a believer too. And uh, and Black Toven produced for a little bit of everybody. Snoop, Corrupt, Daz, the whole the whole nine. A lot of a lot of artists on the West Coast. Sebo, uh, you. I mean, Sugar Free. I could name. Tobin, Black Tobin got a long list. And so he's on two of the songs on my new album. 
he produced one and, and then he did the chorus on another one. But uh, he's a very, very, very talented producer. And uh, Hook's, man, the brothers, he crazy on the hook, too. Um, so, so besides those two, um, man, who, I'm going to tell you right now, it would be, if, 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 if I had to choose somebody that wasn't a believer, who wouldn't want to work with Dr. Dre? I would definitely yeah. want to hear. I, yeah. I definitely would love to hear what that sound like. Dr. Dre, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, other than that, man, um, I can't really think of anybody that really stick out too, too much. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I got some I got some brothers that I know that make some beats, that hit and misses, that, you know, but they do all different styles for everybody. And I might like a couple beats here and there or, or whatever, but that's just the one that comes across my mind. I know if a brother hear this, that, Produce for me, gonna be like, man, you ain't shot me up. I'm like, oh my, either I ain't work with you long enough, or I'm just having the fun right now. But yeah, man, uh, yeah, like Dr. Dre, though, like you, I don't think anybody could blame you for that pick, you know, especially being from the West Coast and stuff, or anything like you know, an incredible producer, even, uh, you know, <coughs> that he's contemporary. And uh, who would be like, you know, an artist that you would want to collaborate with, you know, uh, contemporary or Christian wise? Um, I, I honestly would like to to see maybe what a record would sound like if hmm. secular. I would yeah. love to do a record. I would love to do a record with Mary J. Blige. Oh yeah, she's <laughs> <laughs> like that's my girl. Me and my wife is huge fans, and and it's just you know I mean she reminds me of my cousin too. Obviously she. Like, my cousin ain't no powerhouse, like, you know, but she's just so underrated. She never got a chance to really do her thing, man. And I just, I just, I just, uh, my heart goes out to my cousin because, man, she could have been a whole lot more than what, what, what she came out to be. But that's, you know, do life, life, life choices and things like that, man. And sometimes, you know, anyway. But um, I would like to actually do more records, yeah, with my cousin, South Central. She is a she is a phenomenal talent, man, that the world like never really got a chance to really just really I mean, she did Thin Line Between Love and Hate, she did Baby Come On that everybody like was about to she was about to be that next big thing in death row. Um, but like I said, man, you know, things turn out the way they, you know, they turn out, but she's very talented. Her 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 writing game, just her creative process. The way she thinks is off the chain. She's just a very creative person. So I'll, I'll say my cousin Samson Trill, um, um, uh, Mary J. Blige, uh, Stevie Wonder. I would love to do a record with Stevie Wonder. And uh, I want to do more records with some brothers I've already had. Like, I think me and Tova's going to be doing an uh, a EP together, too. Me and Black Tova. So I want to do that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. As rappers, wow. rappers, I'm already... I ain't mentioned a lot of rappers because I've already pretty much did songs with who I, who I want to work with for the most part anyway. That's incredible. Um, you were talking about uh, earlier at the beginning of the interview, you showed me the physical copy of the CD. And, you know, uh, I wanted to know, like, you know, how you feel about, like, the internet impacting the music business. Because, like, you know, uh, you know, like, physical products, you know, you go to Best Buy, like, you know, they don't even carry, you know, physical CDs anymore. No, it's a sad world we live in, right? <laughs> Man, I miss it. I mean, 
I get it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's bittersweet, but 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 the kids don't really know, especially nowadays. They don't know what it's like to go to the warehouse or the Sam Goodies and to go 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 there when your favorite artist CD just dropped, and you know you got to get it whether you got to spend your last dollar from your paycheck or you got to steal it. You know, back in the day, I was whatever. If I had to steal it, I got it. I, sorry for the for the artists. They didn't get their money, but. I'm just saying that then the ripping open the packages and whatnot, reading through the credits, like man, I think all of that plays a part in the experience of about you know embodying that body of work, like really taking that in. Um, so I think part of it, we you know we're losing some of that, some of that, uh, uh, some of that appreciation for music because I think it's oversaturated. Every market, every genre, there's music constantly bombarding the internet. Everybody wants to be stars. Everybody thinks that they got it. Everybody is, you know what I'm saying? It's just, uh, it's, it's, it's following the, you know, following the next trend. And uh, so you see a lot of originality lacking and you just see the lack of actual uh, work ethic. Because when you listen to a lot of records, man, man, it's just, you could tell they're just thrown together. Even by the young kids, they like, yeah, this song got like 23, 24 songs on it, but I might like three or four. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it just put my, you know, songs together. When before, when you had to actually have a hard copy CD, you know, you take it into consideration that this stuff's getting pressed up. You got to pay your features. You got to pay your label. You got to pay. And I mean, there's there's benefits to it, yes. But when it comes to Great. I don't think we're. I don't think we're living in a time where where people are experiencing great music like 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 it was back in the day when we did have hard copies and what have you. Definitely. Uh, what's like you know the one message that you want to uh, give your fans like through your music? Um, the message that I want every single uh, every single person, whether believer or not, to leave with is understanding their disposition before a holy God. So man has sinned, man is guilty. And since man has sinned against an eternal God, there's an eternal wage for that. There's a payment for that. There's punishment for that. And that is eternal because of the God you've offended who is eternal. And so in order for God to be just, he has to give you that eternal payment. You know, that eternal wrath. But because of the grace of God, he sent his son, Christ, wrapped in human form eternally to take away our eternal punishment by becoming sin for us who knew no sin. And he bore the wrath that was owed to us. Now, in God's eyes, he sees justice appeased. And because of the appeasement of that, of, 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 of his wrath, um, sinners from all walks of life, any and everybody can be saved because of the finished work of Christ, what he's done while he was here, his life, his death, his burial, his resurrection, and his ascension. So all those that would change their mind, repent of their sin and trust in Christ alone can be saved. That hope is what uh, I believe um, everybody should know and I want everybody to get from every single um, album or even, you know, song, whatever. You know, I just, that's the message and, they, and it won't change by the grace of God the gospel. Do you feel like, um, I think like a common complaint that I read online about like, a lot of people feel that, you know, um, Christianity 
doesn't seem to be like, you know, necessarily about the common man. Like, you know, like you were talking about earlier, like, you know, Jesus was, you know, pretty much for the people. And like nowadays, it seems to be pretty much like, you know, for um, elitists, like, you know, at least the perception of it, you know, so, uh, when you when you look at like, you know, certain televangelists, you know, for instance, you know, it seems like there's an emphasis on like, you know, material uh, objects or like, you know, attainment. Do you, do you, do you, do you uh, think like, you know, what I mean, and stuff like, you know, a lot of people are turned off by like, you know, um, some of the things that go on, like, you know, as far as like, you know, in the church, like, you know, as far as like, you know, the, the glorification of money. Yeah, absolutely. I would just say like, I mean, I mean, people have to be a little bit more discerning. And even if they, and even, even if they don't have like the spirit of discernment, they just, they have to be a little bit more wise when it comes to interpreting whatever that they're seeing, whatever that they're reading, whatever that they're hearing. So what I just spoke a little while ago is the death, burial, well, the life, death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, the gospel, why that was needed, um, why he had to come, why he had to suffer, why he had to rise from the grave. Um, if, and, 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 and that's personal for each and every single one of us, for every single one um, that repents and trusts in that, like that is the, an act of God. All that other stuff, we're going to have that. It's distraction. We're going to have hypocrites. We're going to have money greeting, or excuse me, money greedy people in the world that, that's going to claim to be believers. Uh, but it's the same thing on, 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 on every single side. I mean, who don't have a phony fake friend or coworker or, you know what I'm saying? And so we would have to leave the world if we want to just, you know, be away from all the phoniness. And we also have to disassociate ourselves with ourselves. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that I don't believe that's people's problem. It's their heart. Because sure, there's a lot of false teachers out there. Sure, there's a lot of greedy uh, pulpit pimps. You know what I'm saying? And if if they think that's what Christianity is, then that's the, that's the perception that they that they just really want to see. And it may it may be the excuse to justify their sin because our hearts are wicked and our hearts will justify um, anything just so we can keep sinning the way we want to sin. Uh, because the fact of the matter is there are people living in Christ who's real. There are really people that are living holy lives that, that isn't about filthy liquor. They ain't about money. You know what I mean? They're not um, greedy for for the riches and whatnot. But you know, what, what bothers me too, just while, while, while we're on this tip, is that they they don't want the TV evangelists begging for money or any of those things, but they'll listen to a rapper that's constantly begging for your attention, your support, and 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 how they're doing it by by their image. They'll throw on stuff, they'll say stuff that's gonna entice you to where now you're gonna buy it. And you're gonna and now since you're a supporter, you're a fan, you're giving them a bunch of money, and then and and guess what? They become your pimps in a sense, but they get pimped themselves. And so, um, I mean, I really see the inconsistency when it comes to people who think like that, because in reality, man, uh, they don't really have a problem with it. <laughs> those that are struggling with those that are struggling believers have a problem with it. And then I would say, yeah, man. Um, here's some links, or here's uh, a solid church in your neighborhood. This is what Christianity is 
um, is not, Christianity is not like this. Uh, and here's some scripture references. This is what it is. And so we do do a lot of work pointing people, trying to point people to the right locations in their cities. And if we can't, then, hey, um, here's some links, man. Here's some stuff that you could find that, that goes against that because those aren't Christians and they don't speak for us. They don't speak for the body of Christ. So what you're seeing is not Christianity. You're seeing something totally different, the antithesis of it, yeah. Yeah, and like, you know, we live in an age and stuff where, you know, uh, something can be taken out of context. And, you know, obviously, like, you know, preachers is, they need to support the church so like, you know, uh, like they, they do need money. I don't, I'm not against like preachers even having like, you know, a lavish lifestyle. I don't think there's anything wrong. Like, you know what I mean? As far as like um, with, with living a nice life, but like sometimes right. it, it seems like it can be a little bit outrageous. You know, like some of these preachers and stuff and everything are living better than like, you know, <laughs> the rappers, you know, <laughs> like, you know, and stuff and everything. I'm not saying that they shouldn't be living nice, but like, you know, um, I, I don't know, like, you know what I mean, and stuff, everything, like, um, like, you know, and stuff, everything, if that sends the right message, and I can see, like, you know what I mean, the criticism of it sometimes. Uh, I notice a lot of, though, also, like, uh, politicization, you know, you mentioned, like, you know, being evangelist, and, like, there's, there's, there's certain evangelicals that, you know, support Trump, and then, like, you know, and stuff, everything, like, you, you drive around, though, you see, uh, like, you know, different churches and stuff, everything, like, you know, supporting the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, both, both can't be right. You know, because they, they right. both have, like, you know what I mean, two different messages. You know, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean, part of it, I believe, is out of pure, it, it, like, ignorance, honestly, by trying to hope and trust in a man um, because he leans more to um, scripture, or at least that's what it appears, as, as if he's really, really overthrown by the scriptures, somebody like a Trump. Um, but I also know those that actually know better. And I would say they need a heart check and they need to repent if they know that Trump and not just Trump, even Biden, a lot of uh, just, just these, these, these politicians, period, they, they stand for, um, things that is anti-Bible, anti-God. Um, obviously we want somebody in office. And it's not always great to look at it this way, but it's true. Okay, then who do we vote for? Is it the lesser two evils? And um, I honestly, when it comes to the political side of things, well, let's just say involving the the uh, president um, um, the presidency, I don't I don't vote at all. I don't. Uh, but when it comes to things in our local, you know like le legislation and whatnot, I want to I wanna be more active with that. And I tell brothers, this is where, where change can occur. We need to, you know, hit up our legislators. We need to get on, you know, we need to understand the policies within our own city, within our own state, so that way we can make change here and whatnot. Um, and, 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 and so um, if I believe that it's our duty as believers to do that, because it's, we ought to change the world, absolutely. And, just going to church on Sunday is not going to cut it because we have a real world to go out there and, and evangelize. And the laws shape the mind of the people. And so, and, and, and the only really reason why we have laws anyway is because of scripture. And so when we go ahead and tell them to be faithful to the Bible, then, um, then we'll see some changes. But, but that's exactly what we need to do is to let um, our cities know that, hey, Planned Parenthoods, they can't stay open. 
because they murder babies. Or, or hey, when you see somebody coming into this liquor store and they drunk, you can't sell them beer. Why? Because they're drunk. You can't get drunk in this world. Why? Because Christ came, he died in it, he rose in it, and he told us that there's commandments for everybody that lives. You know, those that are caught in lies, we tell them, hey, man, look, that's not just perjury. That's a lie against the Holy God. So we have to we have to um, to be active as believers to really set these things up in our backyards first. So really, I guess to answer the question, yeah, I believe, I mean, it's a case-by-case -case basis dealing with the heart. If someone is actually um, supporting these wicked politicians because they do have uh, some some let's say racism in, in their hearts, then they need to repent. Um, if they're doing it out of ignorance, then they need to be educated on why they're voting for someone who uh, God is definitely not pleased with and how they need to um, call those into repentance that's actually doing the same thing, supporting something that may oppress another people group. That's, that's, that's um, image bearers of God uh, as well. I mean, we're all image bearers of the king, so we want all of us to be right, to have the right opportunities, to have the right type of mindset, you know what I mean? To have the right um, 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 goals in the way we navigate through life with the with the correct morals and the correct teachings, and we're only going to get that by Christians coming together, understanding it, and enforcing it, and letting and letting the um, the state know the world know politics across the board that this is what it is, people, and we can't have it both ways. Otherwise, we'll keep living in chaos. We'll, you know, saying we'll keep being um, insane. You know what I'm saying? And 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 and, and just straight lunatics because that's exactly what sin is. They want to try to fix a problem over here when all that's doing is just being a band-aid to all these other issues that we got to deal with. But if we start with the foundation, with the fundamental truths, with Christ as Lord, and build up on that foundation, like he says in the scripture, no other foundation that's been laid is already laid, Christ. And, and unless we build on that, everything's gonna crumble. So we have to stay the course. We have to stay doing the same format that Christ gave us, you know, in the first place. And that's the only way we're gonna win across the board as evangelicals. Um, if you could uh, change anything about the music industry, what would it be? Uh, I would change the content. I would change the content. I would. I would. I would. I would say. I would. I would censor censor the content, and also I would. Um, I would make it very difficult for non-talented individuals to even surface. <laughs> <laughs> What's our next for you? Huh? What's next for you? Uh, next, man, um, got some singles after this album, uh, EPs, but for right now, I'm, I'm, um, I'm gonna take some time to really promote this new album, shoot some more videos, travel. Uh, I spent like three years off and on creating this project. So I wanna be a good steward and making sure that it's heard. Um, we all know Solidaire Gloria, all glory to God. Yet at the same time, if I really believe that my, my music is all to the glory of God, then I want as many people as possible 
to listen to it, to be blessed by it, and hopefully changed by it. You know, and so uh, in order to do that, I want to put the work in, man, the footwork and the uh, online work to um, to just just keep promoting it, getting it out there. So that's my main focus right now, and um, and, and and stay active in my community, man. Knocking on these doors out here, getting out here with the brethren, discipling, um, doing what the Great Commission tells us to do: baptize, train up. You know what I'm saying? And uh, keep serving at my local church, man. And then pushing this music. And um, yeah, but I got a, a, a lot of stuff coming up, man, that I want to do by the grace of God. Want to write some books. Want to write some scripts. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a podcast, uh, YouTube channels. I got two different ones. I want to do a cooking and teaching. And then I also want to just do a regular, you know what I'm saying, chilling, uh, conversating, chopping up tutorials and all that good stuff. Man, uh, thank you so much for uh, taking the time, Ivy. Like, you know, um, it's pretty dope. And um, I'm going to um, turn off the record.